I'm Casey Ogden, and you're listening to <laughs> Birchwood Podcast. Down. 
You are listening to the Birchwood Podcast with Shane Ogden. The voice you are hearing right now is of mine, Trevor Muxworthy, the host of Whatever Trevor. Every Wednesday, I release an episode that is 100% Canadian content. Are you from Canada? Do you like Canadians? Do you like music? Do you like comedians? If you answered yes to one of those, you might like my podcast. It's called Whatever Trevor, and you can get it now. Hey guys, it's Friday, August 9th, 2019. Friday, August 9th, 2019. Thank you all for listening, sharing, subscribing, and check out our Facebook page, Birchwood Podcast, and email the show, birchwoodpodcast at gmail.com. Email the show at birchwoodpodcast at gmail.com. Um... Thank you for listening, sharing, and subscribing. Thank you for being my listening audience. I'm here at the Birchwood Trailer Park for about another three weeks. And after that, uh, I move. We, We are moving. I have boxes and boxes and boxes sitting there ready to receive my things. I've got about 10 boxes packed and there seems to be no end in sight. I am in what you would call mover's hell. I'm sure you've all been there. Hey, you want to help me move? No. Nobody wants to help you move. I'm never going to ask that of someone. So it's just me and Leishy packing our things. Saying goodbye to the trailer park, but never saying goodbye to our trashy trailer ways. You know, we're going to move this gong show into the basement of a house. It's got a pri- you know, a separate entrance and a private backyard. And um, the people said they're busy, they run a business, they're not home a lot. So hopefully this will all work out for the better. And i got to tell you, it's, uh, it's not great. But it is happening, and I'm getting it done, and it is a struggle, and no problem. You know, when you have to do shit, you just rise to the occasion. Now, take, for example, this weekend, we're going camping in New Brunswick, and we're very excited to go uh, the particular area we're going to uh, has a lot of birds and Alicia is a bit of a bird watcher she has binoculars and she has bird books and different websites and things forums and Facebook groups she belongs to 
loves birds, and I guess New Brunswick is kind of a bird paradise and a bird destination. I had no idea. Uh, it doesn't say that in our tourism brochures, but I'm telling you, it's amazing. Um, we have a lot of different bird species, and uh, it, it is beautiful and amazing and all the things, but uh, I, I'm not a big fan of the birds like Leashy is, you know? I mean, I, yeah, I think it's cool if I see, like, a bald eagle or a, a gray heron. Uh, you know, those giant birds. Yeah, those are the flashy ones, right? Uh, nobody really thinks about a chickadee-dee-dee-dee-dee. Chickadee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee. <sighs> or a crow. Ugh. Yeah, no wonder I have no time for birds, right? Jeez, can't, can't even take half of them seriously. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, they, they just seem like, you know, you can't snuggle a bird. You know? Well, <laughs> I know there's some of you bird snugglers out there. But uh, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is the animal that flies. Most of the time, some animals, uh, sorry, some birds don't fly. Penguins don't fly. And um, I'm sure there are other examples, none of which are coming to my mind because, again, not a bird fan, but Alicia is, and we're going to go on a camping trip, uh, and we're going to go see some birds and uh, be by ourselves, baby. You know, maybe put a little romance in the air. Um, so that'll be nice, you know? We need that, right? Keep your relationships going, guys. You know, relationship is constant reinforcement and uh, always chasing that, uh, I don't know, feeling that you had when you first got together. So, you know, so far so good. It's been three years of bliss. Everybody keeps saying the honeymoon's going to be over soon. You know, that's what people that want you to be unhappy like they are. Because they've had a good couple of years and then it goes to shit. And they want to think that everybody around them uh, has been there for a couple of years and then gone to shit. Well, that's not true. In some cases, it's just not true. You know, Alicia and I have faced our trials and tribulations, but we most certainly are still in love, which is nice. It kind of makes me happy, you know. It's one of the things, the you know, the good things. You know, my, my daughter, you know, she's uh, like, like me, <laughs> you know, generally pessimistic and worried about everything in the world. And uh, I, I keep telling her about the good things. I said, you know, think about the good things. You know, yeah, you think about your dog that died or, you know, your grandmother died or all of the sad things in life. But there are good things. And, you know, a reminder of you know, uh, like, even everyday things like video games or riding your bike or, you know, those are small joys, but there's bigger joys in life. Like, you know, when you got a puppy, when you got a new puppy, you know, after your old puppy died, or when you meet a new friend, you know, those are those sweet spots in life. They happen, you know, birthday cake or... Um, 
I don't know. Like the divorce, right? I explained to her, you know, yes, it's not the family we used to have, but there's all this new family, you know? Now you got a stepmother and a stepfather and two bedrooms and two Christmases and each family is doing something fun but different. So it's uh, reminding her of all those sweet spots and nice parts of life. I actually started to feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about where I'm at in my life. Uh, you know, finally coming into my own as an electrician, kind of getting better at doing things every day and always learning and always rising to the occasion. So my work life is good. Um, the comedy club remains a struggle for me. I don't know if I want to continuously do that for the rest of my life. Or do I believe in it? Do I believe it'll be a big thriving empire one day that will feed my family when I'm old and maybe that'll be some kind of a retirement gig for me that'll be fun and I can still make money for the family. And uh, I just don't know if that's true or if it's worth it. So I'm totally at a crossroads with my with the comedy club. It's a love-hate at the moment, but nothing but love for this podcast has been my passion project, and I hope you've enjoyed the first 22 episodes. This is episode 23, I believe, and uh, features comedian Matt Watson from Ottawa originally, now living in Edinburgh, living in a van and traveling the world doing comedy. Very fascinating guy and a very solid comic. He was the host of last month's show that featured Manolis Zontanos. And uh, I gotta say, it was like having two headliners on the show. The guy is a killer, but he's like a, a creeper. You know, <laughs> I meant that in the sense of uh, like when, when people talk about edibles, you know, uh, featuring uh, THC, you know, you know. Marijuana edibles, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, so you eat a couple of those suckers, and uh, you know, you're like, ah, this didn't do anything, I'll have a couple more, right? So pretty soon, you've eaten the whole brownie, or cookie, or butter, or whatever they make, you know, ingestible items that go in your body with weed in it, and then all of a sudden it all hits you. You thought, oh, you know, one didn't work, two didn't work, three, that'll work, and boy, did it ever knock you right on your ass. And that's kind of, um, kind of what I meant. Yeah, so it's uh, it's a lot of fun to do the podcast and to do, uh, you know, I, I haven't had any desire to to do stand-up lately at all, although just today, and I don't want to trust this feeling because it's it's a new feeling, I feel very inspired by the idea of like renting a theater, setting a date a year from now, and uh, every 
funny thought I have jot down and uh, try and form some kind of hour-long routine and, you know, do do my show the way I want to do it. And I want to be weird and color outside the lines a little bit and maybe incorporate some of my life stories or challenges in life and different fun things that happened and you know I don't know like a one man show I guess but I hate that I hate the idea of that because it just kind of paints you into a corner you know like a stand up special but uh, about my own style but in a theater and and not you know I mean yeah it'd be good to film it right get something on, out there call it something come up with a title the whole idea of that is very exciting for me. And the comedy club is just kind of a job, you know. It's another job, a hobby job that I'm not crazy about, but I've spent so long and invested so much. How do I walk away? Well, you know, that's for me to figure out, I guess. And I don't know the answer. I do not know the answer. So recently I have been unfollowing people like crazy on Facebook. And in some cases, unfriending them. And in some cases, blocking them. And I got to tell you, the more distant I grow from other people and the more I hate them, the better I feel. And I know that's weird, but... Man... You know, you, you post a picture or something... And somebody says something snarky... Or rude, which is often all they say... Or half of what they say. You know, there's there's your people that are in your corner... Your sister or your best friend or whatever... And, and you always know what they mean... Because you know them. But then, you know, other people... They comment and you might not take it well because you think you know what they mean and sometimes it's cut and dry like there's no mistaking what they said it's very rude but then other times you're not so sure you're not so sure what they meant did they mean what I think they meant because if that's true those people are dicks and I should unfollow them or I should unfriend them or block them but I don't know, I'm, every time I unfollow someone, I feel great. I don't think social media is super good for me. And I think it might be fucking the world up. But I'm not really sure. And until then, I will keep uh, unfollowing people on... I don't know why anyone says social media. Well, I guess you want to include Twitter and Instagram, but we all know... That I'm talking about Facebook. I like it to promote shows, but I do not like the way people comment on posts. Oh my god. Just so rude. Tearing each other down. You know. I, I never liked that about dudes. Like, I never really liked uh, being a dick to someone. And bullying them. Belittling them. 
you know, or, or saying something negative about them, you know, and say it's a joke, and everybody has a good laugh, but then they just leave you thinking it. Maybe even for your whole life, you think, God, he was being a dick to me, like, and, and he made fun of me in front of those other people, and they laughed, you know, like, sometimes that doesn't leave you. And people have been incredibly cruel to me throughout my life. And I guess it's easy to laugh at me because I'm a big dummy. But, you know, you're, you're hurting my feelings. You know that, right? Like, if my... If my feelings are constantly hurt, and most of the people I interact with are hurting my feelings. And that has been the case for the better part of three decades. You know, it wears you down. And I guess the only saving grace in this whole matter is that I love my family and they love me and that's my nucleus and I consider my family my wife and my kids and my uncles and aunts but I also have friends that are like family and sometimes my actual family isn't as good as my chosen family with with my friends that I choose to keep. And uh, I got to tell you, a lot of unfollows and blocks, and I just, I want my life to be quiet. And I want to make noise when I want to make noise. And I, you know, I just don't want to play the game with people anymore. I just want to start fresh and feel happy and that's a journey for me because uh, I, I guess I'm a little too honest with myself in the world I, I don't giggle when I walk down the street I don't you know do all the things that everybody else is doing just because they're doing them I don't even dress the way other people dress or listen to the music they listen to. or And I guess that makes me stick out. And I guess people want to poke at that a little bit because they want me to do what they want me to do because they're doing it. And why aren't I doing it? And what a fool I am for not doing it. Yeah, you'll never catch me at Area 506, folks just not gonna fucking happen I'm not gonna go down by the seaside and stand by some sea containers and be convinced that because you put a concert there that we're not all standing beside sea containers I, I just I'm too cynical I don't I don't buy this whole you know get together mentality I, I don't know 
you know, you, you go and you stand beside someone and pretend you're having a great time and you're not. I, I, I just can't do that. I don't know why that one bugs me. It's not like other outdoor festivals bug me, but Area 506 really bothers me. Uh, I have derailed. Well, this has been a slice. I've really enjoyed talking in your ear today. And uh, every monologue's a little different, isn't it? This one I got a little deep. Yeah, I don't know. I still feel guarded, like I'm not telling you everything. But I have to be, because I can't tell you everything. And that's what's so interesting about people, isn't it? You never know what somebody's actually thinking. Even those that can be the closest to you, you know, that would you trust and you think uh, understands you, and they may not know the real you, or you might not know the real them. But well, how much can we expose of ourselves before we start hurting ourselves? And I think about that when I think about social media and comments and intentions. But I'll tell you what type of guy I am. So we're moving out of this place and the landlady says, well, instead of paying rent, why don't you keep, just keep your money and I'll take your damage deposit. Now we haven't moved out yet. So I could trash this place. I, you know, I'm moving out. And I guess she could call the rentalsman and blacklist me or whatever it is. But honestly, that's a very kind gesture from the landlady, right? And I've done some things here. I've made a walkway of patio stones and they had some faulty electrical that I fixed you know, no charge or anything. I'm just fixing these things. And, uh, I've loved living here. And, and I just wanted to be in a place where it was good for my kids and, and my dogs and, and my wife. Wife-to-be. Because I hate the word fiancé. I just call her my wife. Anyway, um, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. So I, I fixed some things up around the trailer. And, and, and now I'm moving out. And I built this rapport with uh, the landlady. And she says, uh, I'll keep your damage deposit. And you keep your money. And we'll call it even. And it's a pleasure having you. And good luck in your new place. You know? So... This is the type of guy I am. This is as much of me as I can give you before I have to become guarded and hold a few things back. But anyway, I mowed the lawn. And I didn't have to. I'm moving out. You know, I could I could just leave it long and they'd have to mow it and 
I could stick it to them that way, but I just mowed the lawn. I do things even if, you know, I don't have to do them. I, I, I do the right thing. And that's, that's who I am. So, my challenge is to all of you to do the right thing when you interact with other people. Yeah, because people are good. And I hope you're good. And I hope you're enjoying your summer. And I hope you enjoy this episode with Matt Watson. Podcast. Uh, or, no. <laughs> it's, the trailer park's called Birchwood Trailer Park. Very cool. And uh, so that's why I call it Birchwood. And, okay. Um, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just where I am in life, you know. And I'm, I'm lucky that I have this uh, comedy club because I get to interview very interesting people such as yourself. Uh, I heard you talking about a van and traveling yes. and living in Edinburgh. and yeah. So anyway, I just watched your stand-up for the first time. And a matter of fact, we have not met at all because I didn't even... Now, I read your name on the poster, and then I just forgot about it. I got so busy. I'm an electrician, you know. Uh, and, and then I realized, oh, my God, I'm introducing this guy. And I didn't even get his <laughs> last name. I knew it was Matt, but I didn't want to go, ladies and gentlemen, Matt. <laughs> You know, what was, made it better was I wasn't even in the green room that you ran to. Yeah, I ran into the green room. You weren't there. I ran into the hallway. No, you, you, you're quick. You saw all these things happening. You came yeah, right up. Yeah. So that was great. So thank you for that. No problem, buddy. Um, so your name's Matt Watson. You got it. Okay. And how long have you been doing stand-up? Uh, it's been over 10 years now. Oh, awesome. Probably a little bit over 10 years, yeah. And originally from? Uh, originally from a small town outside of Ottawa called Russell, Ontario, but nobody knows where that is, so I say Ottawa to just keep it simple for everybody. So Ottawa is um, a nice town. I've been there. Do you do Absolute or Yak Yaks or both? Um, when I was uh, living there, I was working. I was in a great place where I was able to kind of work both sides. Um, but since I have uh, moved overseas, when I go back, I work the independent side. Um, actually, yeah. weirdly enough, though, I was in uh, Halifax last weekend, and that Yuck Yucks books off roster, so I got to, to do a weekend there for the first time, uh, really ever, and that kind of felt that kind of felt good. I have a similar story in that I, you know, pissed off Breslin years ago, and uh, you, you know, stand up. Yeah, yeah. Really? I okay, mean, I, cool. I used to. Kind of. Okay. And that's why I started this club, because I was trying to do stand-up, but then I ended up just with a club. Okay. So, But I do travel and do stand-up. Um, I don't do it a lot around here, but I got the opportunity to go down to Halifax and, and just did my first weekend in forever, like, uh, in April. So, yeah, it was fun to get back on stage, and um, Patrick's going to try and have me out in Hamilton sometime, so I'm looking forward to that. Do you enjoy... Uh, getting to do what you love. I mean, I, I assume oh, you love it because you're good at it. And I find it, you know, all the people that I meet that are good at something, usually they love it. Is that the case with you? Of course. Yeah. Um, I mean, as as with anything in life, there's ups and downs. And so in the in the low times, I do try to, uh, even in the high times too, you remind yourself just how how fortunate I am to be doing what um, what I love doing. Um, yeah, man, I can't say enough good things. Most people don't get that opportunity. Um, and I'm, I'm very blessed that I get to, in fact, do that. Well, you're good at it. I really enjoyed your set. Thanks, and um, I you know, I think that it would be great if you would come back. I hope you do. I would love to. Um, do you, you, you should do a spot. You doing a spot? No, I, I have no desire to perform here. It's a weird thing. I think if you ran your own club, you would understand. It's almost like this weird 
feeling I get. Like, people are so used to me reading the ads, right. folding the chairs, taking their tickets, that there's no way that I can be special enough to be a performer. Aww. No, it's, it's, it's not a feeling I have. It's like, it is a feeling I have, but it's also proofs in the pudding. If I go uh, downtown right. and I performed at Yak Yaks in St. John when it was open, it's closed now, I would annihilate. I would destroy. Here, people would be like, polite golf clap. Right. It, it's, it's hard to be famous when these people see me every month. They're the same. We get a lot of regulars, right? So right. I yeah. had a feeling. I had a feeling as much while I was up there. Actually, just 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 in case you didn't notice, you and Julie up there just doing ads was getting laughs. So yeah, just so, just so you're aware of that, like you're getting laughs just off saying that you're getting sponsored by whoever. So you know, it, it's a combination of pent up energy and I, th- I think people just love hearing swearing and advertising. You know, like <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, you don't we, get to see that that often. That's right. That's right. So we, <laughs> we we make it our own. You know, this is a labor of love. We've been doing it for about three years now. Uh, I've been doing it since 2009, bringing comedians in. I was trying to perform here is what I was trying to do and once I did a couple of shows solo I had not enough material so I invited uh, my first comedian that I ever invited was Jen Grant yep. I don't know if you I know Jen, Jen. Yep. so Jen, in Jen, Jen and Julian came yep. in 2009 and we did a show at uh, the Aquarius bar and uh, then that bar closed and I moved to a bar called the Three Mile and then that bar closed and I moved to Vegas uh, not the good Vegas, the mm-hmm. Vegas bar or right. grill or whatever. And uh, then when that kind of fizzled out because the owner of the hotel didn't like swearing, then we moved to Chuckles Lounge and I just walked in here. I met the owner and I said, can I call this Chuckles Comedy Club? And they said, sure, I don't care, whatever. We moved some pool tables around and... It, you know, the name was already there, so we. Wow. Yeah. Just, uh, just. So I, I don't know if you're aware or not, but your reputation. Um, it's anyone horrible. Yeah, <laughs> is absolutely <laughs> terrible. No man, everyone who works here loves it. Like literally, oh, everyone awesome. I've spoken to uh, has is speaks volumes about uh, both you and Julie. So you're doing. I you're wonder. Doing it right. I, you know, I'll I'll take that um, as a compliment because. I know what's out there. Having been, like, I used to perform, I used to tour throughout uh, Western Canada. That was, I started in Calgary in 2000, or 1998, and then uh, opened for, you know, all the pros at that time. Tom Stage, Sean Collins, you know, Laurie Ferguson Ford, Daryl Mack, um, anyone that was coming through town, fuck, uh, Tom Green, Pauly Shore, whoever, like, whoever it is, right? And uh, Chris Nanaroni, Kevin Stobo, like, um, I was opening for those guys then, Russell Peters, um, and I became pretty good. And then when they were in a pinch in these small towns, they'd send me in to close the show, see? So I was a very strong middle and a virgin headliner when I had babies and came back to New Brunswick and started these shows. They were called Shane Ogden Presents, and it kind of evolved into Chuckles Comedy Club. Right. But... Um, I always say that... Uh, but it's good to know that people like it, but I also know like, how shitty it can be on the road. Like One thing that I insisted on was no comedian will ever come to the hotel and worry about the credit card. Because when I was uh, coming up, I didn't have a credit card. And I can remember at the Edmonton Yak Yaks, they made me stand in the lobby until showtime with my luggage. And I, and then I did the show, and then they scolded me and allowed me into the room afterward. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And... Um, so you you can tell that uh, people who run the best uh, 
clubs or even just one-nighters, they're typically have been comedians or currently are comedians as well. Yeah. So they know both worlds. They're very accommodating. Those are always, you can always tell when somebody has... Uh, yeah, we give half a fuck. And that's... Exactly, You man. know what I mean? That's all you need to give. Yeah. Comedians don't ask for very much. <laughs> that's <laughs> that true. Can have true a clean that. place to stay and more than a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> you know? but it, uh, you and, know. And, you're, and you're coming through in space. Well, that's great, man. I'm, great. I'm glad to hear that. Like I say, I hope you'll come back. I, I really enjoyed your set. Um, what... When did you start stand-up? You said how many? Over 10 years ago? It's been over 10 and years. And you started in Ottawa? I did start in Ottawa, yeah. I did is there the, a story? Um, is there a story there? Uh, a friend that I was with in college, I was just taking a general arts and science program at Algonquin College there, and because of my really Catholic, Roman Catholic family, I, we didn't have any stand-up comedy like in the house growing up. That's not true. We actually had... Uh, uh, one vinyl by uh, uh, Bill Cosby, uh, which it turns out was probably the worst one that we could have had. Um, but uh, so there wasn't much stand. I wasn't around it very much at all. I wasn't really aware of what it was. Never seen it live. Um, but from what I knew about it, it always was something that I was wanting to try. There's a friend in college who's uh, wanted to do it as well. And the moment he mentioned it to me, I was like, let's let's do this. Um, I've spent, since spoken with him actually a couple of years ago and he I, I didn't remember this but apparently the moment he proposed it to me I kind of took the reins from there like I called Yuck Yucks found out what the procedure was we had to go and watch a show it was on Albert at the time um, in Ottawa um, and was uh, Howie running it then? Howie was still running it um, and dude I was we went and saw the show and then the next month we signed up for a Wednesday and like that whole month leading up like anytime I thought about it like my stomach was just sick like it was yeah I don't remember it. I didn't tape that first one. I have a set tape from like two or three times there, but that first one, like, I don't know how well it did or didn't do. It was probably, it was probably shit if I were to watch back now, but um, just the idea that complete strangers um, were laughing at my thoughts was like the biggest. Like, I knew it getting off stage. I'm like, no, this is something I want to work, work at um, and is worth working at. So it was uh, just love instantly. Yeah, yeah, man. Was it? It was the adrenaline, like the the adrenaline. Yeah, yeah, like the and it's so crazy, like how awful I felt. Like I, 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 I don't know if I threw up in the bathroom that night, but it was probably on the close, close to it. And those first few sets were like just like me pacing and like feeling like I needed to be sick. But then just the reward afterwards, like that high is just that's definitely the most the biggest natural high. If you remove drugs, that is the biggest natural high I've ever felt in my life. And I've just been chasing that dragon ever since. I think that's why comedians become sort of instant friends. Because they just have this cosmic connection with that passion. You know? There aren't very many people that understand that love. Yeah. And that desire. And, um, you know, for me and, you know, my hero, George Carlin, it was all about approval. And, um... That's that's where that came from. In childhood, there was never enough approval for me. Not that my parents weren't loving. It's just I wanted to be the center, the class clown. I wanted to be the party, you know. And um, and I've had a love-hate relationship with it over the years where it's like, you know, traveling out of a suitcase, what am I doing? You know, my son was, uh, I missed three years of my son's life. and He's 17 now and, um, you know, I blame myself. Maybe that you know, messed him up a little or something, but now I'm making up for it, you know, and we're, we're buddies now. But these sorts of things, 
people don't really understand, you know, and um, it's great to meet people that do, and uh, that's why I just keep chasing this story with my podcast, you know, because we're not, we're very different, all of us are very different. Well, we I have that in common. Yeah. Just so you know, that uh, that feeling, like that community, no matter where I go in the world, when I, when I moved to Edinburgh two years ago, I was staying in a hostel looking for a van to buy to, to then renovate and live in. I was just in the hostel at the time. Didn't know a soul in the city. Um, but I went to the comedy club that night, the Monkey Barrel, and uh, they I told them I was a comic. They let me in. I was just sitting there, hanging out, enjoying the show. And just, again, never, never even been in this place before, but felt like I belonged. Yeah. Um, no matter that it's uh, it's kind of like our religion. Like I, I feel like my mom, my mom's super Catholic. She gets the same way. She will go to a Catholic church anywhere. She knows all the all the moves. You know, she yeah. doesn't sit when the stands know the song. Feels like home, even though you've never been in the building before. I think comics have that same feeling when they walk into a comedy club. Yeah. And your community is your fellow comedians. So I yeah. very much agree with you. We all have such the craziest group of like if you take 10 random comedians yeah. walking down the street you would never know what what bonds these 10 people it brings out just the craziest and the, the weirdest but in the most beautiful way uh, just different people uh, but that's in fact what what what, what bonds us is this uh, this want to be uh, I don't know want to be loved this approval that you were talking about wow well thank you for uh, taking the time to talk to me tonight not and, a problem uh, Shane thanks for really, having me buddy really appreciate meeting you and uh, all the best and we'll see you again Hope so, Shane. Cheers. Do you think anyone's fucking listening to stupid Birchwood podcast? Review. <laughs> <laughs> All right, part two. Part two with Matt Watson. <laughs> How'd you enjoy your night, man? Uh, I had a lovely, lovely night. This is a nice, uh, nice city, old St. John. Oh yeah, you, you you went out on an adventure today. We did. Uh, is it called? Uh, what's what's the river where all the sandbank or the the sandcastle competition was happening? Oh, New River Beach. New River Beach. Yeah. Right. Yeah, uh, that's not too too far away from here. Yeah, we went and checked that out, mm-hmm. and it was uh, it was just a perfect day. Like it wasn't too sunny. But it was still like nice out, and like there's a nice breeze coming through. It was, nice. it was lovely. Do you do uh, any kind of travel journal or podcasting or any kind of? Yeah, uh, every week I put out a uh, a vlog um, on my YouTube channel, which is Matt Watson Comedy, um, and I, uh, I I I quite literally with my lifestyle never leave the road. So I just kind of it's so people can see what I'm doing, but also just for myself, uh, just so I can look back. You know, and, and just uh, realize all the all the wonderful places that I've been. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I find it fascinating that you do uh, what you do the way you do it. Like to live out of a van, that has to be like very, you know. Uh, oh, you have to be organized, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've always been attracted to the idea of minimalism, like that sort of thing. But how do you, you know, sort everything out in terms of like, okay, I can only, you know carry two jackets or that sort of thing right you find like a lot of things will have more than one purpose um, so if you have items on you that uh, can do more than one thing that'll make it way easier truth be told um, like the the van living in the van and touring living in the van was conducive for comedy but now it's been a couple of years of me doing this and I've kind of fallen in love with uh, that lifestyle um, and you're right yeah you gotta be organized you can't carry a lot with you but it's almost better that way because then 
if I don't, I don't spend that much, so I don't need to make that much either. Right. Um, and it's just with the, the society and the world that we live in, where everybody's always like throwing something away. You need the newest of everything. Right. Um, it's like it's it kind of goes against the grain a little bit that way. Um, but I've uh, honestly, man, I've I've never been happier. That's good. that's good to know. That's really neat. I've gotten a couple moments uh, these last couple of years where uh, I just kind of got like this this tingle down my spine where I, I have this moment. Whether it's I remember one specific moment actually going uh, towards a gig where I was just like, oh, hey, I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Just kind of this wow. star aligning kind of kind of moment. And that, and that was encouraging too because sometimes I do feel like I'm a little bit nuts. Uh, <laughs> so it's nice to it's, it's nice to have that reassurance wherever that comes from. Well, uh, Matt Watson Comedy on YouTube, that's where people can see that's, that's also my day to day. Yeah, that's my Instagram adventures. handle. Uh, that's my Facebook as well, if anybody wants to check that out. Well, that's awesome. So you're on top of all that stuff. I am. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> now, when you go from place to place, are you looking for Wi Fi spots and are you looking for, you know, different places? In the summertime, I suppose you want to maybe have a place where it has a shower. And yeah. Um, Swimming in the UK, I had a I had a gym pass so that was taking care of the the, the shower aspect. Um, also, the phone plans over there are much cheaper than here in Canada right now. And I'm still I'm still using it actually. I'm paying thirty pounds a month, which which is like fifty bucks, um, but I get fifty gigs of data. I literally cannot. We are I can't, being robbed. Oh, we're being very much so. I cannot. I've tried to use it. I can't use it. Um, literally, as I'm traveling uh, with, if I'm traveling with anybody in the car, I'll hotspot like everybody. Like I cannot use, and they're not even charging me anymore for using it over here. Wow. It's uh, so literally, man. Like um, I don't have power in the van that I'm currently in, but um, if I'm at a gig, usually my laptop will be charging somewhere in the green room. Yeah. And that, that 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 would charge my phone like four or five times over. Yeah. Um, I can hotspot my own laptop to upload mm-hmm. videos. Um, uh, with today's technology, it's very it's very doable. Yeah, it's not and, as uh, crazy. Have as you thought about outside. getting an inverter? Have you heard of those? Yeah, man. Yeah. It, I, yeah, I, I'm on the. I would love to. Um, when I come back to Canada, I'm thinking Australia next, just because if I've always wanted to go, I've never been, and if I don't go now, I don't know if I ever will. So that 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 may be the next step. But I'd love to, um, maybe in two years' time, buy like a Ford Transit, and renovate that and make it like a real, like a real home, an inverter of some sort. I don't know whether to go from solar. Or to have like a second battery. I haven't quite decided on that. Solar would be really interesting, and um, you you could do both. There's no reason you couldn't do both. Right. Have have some sort of solar, but also have an inverter so that when you do run your car battery, um, you can get uh, that to go from uh, DC to AC volts. Right. Yeah, yeah, really interesting stuff, and, and and what an adventure! And you say that you vlog things when you enter competitions or festivals, or you um, go on the road and do clubs. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm 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 trying to document it um, in some way. It's just a, it's a, it's basically a little weekly journal that uh, happens to be a video and audio, um, and it's just a little four minute clip, kind of a recap. I try to use only things that have happened in that week. If something happened. Uh, um, if there was a little bit of a riff on stage with somebody in, in the crowd, yeah. I don't like to burn any of my material, but I'll put up uh, maybe a little snippet of that, um, yeah. or just talk about something about the the city I was in. Um, it's uh, yeah, just kind of like a, a little journal, I guess. That, oh, that's that awesome. That's awesome. So, what's next? What's the big plan? Like, is there is there something on the horizon that you're excited about? Um, it was kind of hitting me today that, that Tuesday I fly back to uh, to the United Kingdom for the uh, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in August. 
Um, so it is a month-long festival, and I am incredibly excited because uh, I am I, I programmed my own venue actually. So there's quite a, I'm, I love all the acts that I'm working with. So that's going to be a great month. But at the same time, I've been very fortunate here in Canada where. Um, simply because I've been doing it here longer, I guess. You know, a lot of the clubs such as yourself have been nice to put me up in these these cushiony hotels. Uh, right. So I've been very pampered. And in the back of my mind, I, it'll take a couple days to adjust when I get back to this this, this shack of a van that I have over That's there. That's right, yeah. Um, but once I get back into the, the groove of things, um, uh, it'll I know it'll be fine. I like it very simple like that because it just uh, it makes me feel like like I'm a, like I'm a soldier putting my hat on and kind of kind of go 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 into work, um, and it helps me stay focused that way. And I think work work harder in the end. Exactly. So, who are your biggest comedy influences or your favorite comedians? Um, right now, uh, alive, I would go with uh, I love Norm Macdonald, um, who's. Uh, uh, from from Ottawa, um, uh, and he's he's incredible. And of course, uh, I, I mean, I think everybody loves Bill Burr at this moment in time. I don't know how you could not. What about you? Um, my favorite comedians are George Carlin, Patton Oswalt, Maria Bamford, Tom Segura. Um, yeah, I mean, I've got a lot of different kind of comedians that I like. But right. you know, I mean, I like my comedy nonsensical, th- thrilling, extreme. You know, dark, um, all of the things that are like polarizing or polar opposites, right? Or doing some sort of um, drastic uh, uh, misdirection, that sort of thing. I, I mean, I think that comedy is the art of surprise. Yeah. So I really enjoy anything that shocks me, and it doesn't have to be vulgar. It's just something that is like, whoa! I didn't see that coming. I, I love that. You know, John Steinberg did a joke. And I'm going to butcher it now. Sorry, John Steinberg. <laughs> but he's talking about, uh, you know, they made a school for kids that are Jewish. Uh, and it helps them to comprehend their um, uh, reading and writing skills. It's too bad about the name, though. The concentration camp. <laughs> you know, so like... It's, your, your cadence was very good for Joe, for... Uh, John for Steinberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> you did a good job Well, there. no, he, I mean, he's one of my favorites. And it's weird, like, I would be just as thrilled to meet John Steinberg as I would to be, meet Bill Burr. You know what I mean? So, um, I find that there's a lot of people that they don't have the, um, you know, uh, commercial success. Right. Or perceived commercial success, or whatever it is that, that fame is. I have no idea what it is. But... Um, people that are in the trenches that are doing the work and doing the clubs and traveling such as yourself these are some of my favorite people to watch on stage right because they're still hungry right uh, and some of them quite frankly are quite brilliant yeah you know and I'm sure all these top dogs quote unquote uh, were you know in in your shoes position at some point yeah at least as far as I can tell, there's no right way to do uh, this career. Everybody's kind of doing their own, uh, blazing their own trail. Right. Um, like a guy like uh, Doug Stanhope, you wouldn't see him, you know, closing out any big clubs. He's literally created his own fan base and plays just these tiny, what, he'll play anything, actually, really. And people come out to see him. So I would consider that widely successful, even though, unless you're a comic, you probably wouldn't know his name. Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah, and, and that's absolutely true. And, and Doug is on my list of favorites. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you see his Netflix special? I have. It, Beer it, Hall Putsch? Oh, yeah, I've seen, yeah, I've seen yeah, that. Yeah, I, I love that. Sure. And yeah. even describes, like you say, in the beginning of the special, he describes why he's recording at this small basement club. And he's like, he's just like, you know, it's got the feel. So he's very, I think he's. You know, I almost uh, superseded fame in, in that, you know, he's doing still, I believe, what he would do if he never got the fame. Like, fame almost, I mean, I'm sure he enjoys it and even mocks it. Yeah. You know, and uh, that sort of thing. But um, I find it interesting the different kind of styles of comedy that there are, you know, and this is a very exciting time. There's a lot of more comedians today than there ever were before. Do you find um, it's hard to create your own voice or your own style or differentiate yourself from other comics? That's a very good question. Um, I know that uh, Bill Burr in particular, when I was like a few, when he just started doing like his Monday morning podcast, I was like religiously listening to that. Right. And then I could see or I could even hear some of his mannerisms um, and cadences coming out in my everyday speaking. Right. So I had to like I've still watched his specials, but like only once, like the newer ones, and like I've I've had to, I've had to just kind of cut that off because I uh, you know I don't want to I want to be as true to my voice, whatever that means, as as I possibly can. Um, so yes, of course, it's difficult to find, but that's that's the whole that's the whole thing. And I think once you find, once you're in in line with that, that's where um, you can be you can you can be great. You know, you can be better than... All of a sudden, you're not uh, uh, trying to be a comic on stage. You know, you are a comic up there. Right. And uh, I'm sure you get this question all the time, but do you ever plan on um, buying a house and a brick and mortar and filling it with stuff <laughs> and doing all that stuff, you know? Yeah, man. I'm sure at one point my, my body's not going to be able to handle the lifestyle that I'm, uh, that I'm currently uh, rolling with, but... Um, Let's talk to me in ten years. In ten years, I'm sure I'll be uh, I'll, I'll have a home somewhere, hopefully close to the people I love, and then um, just traveling from from a hub um, at that point. But until then, man, um, I'm excited to uh, just push push this as far as I possibly can. Is there anything outside of comedy that you're passionate about? Anything outside of comedy that I am passionate about? Um, I like to be reasonably active. I do. Uh, I do. I do. Try to do yoga most days. Uh, I nice. do that over YouTube. Um, I've got a weird obsession with um, the Sega character Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, really? Yeah, weird fascination with them. Um, <laughs> I've. It's just kind of a long story, but I've. Uh, I've actually. I wanted to get a tattoo of Sonic, um, and years ago, me and my best friend, who's also a pretty big fan, we hunted down. The uh, the Archie Comics used to put out a Sonic the Hedgehog um, issue. They had a quite quite a few of them. Um, our favorite artist, I tried to find him online, couldn't find him anyway. He was a ghost. Um, so we, my friend and I did a criminal record check on him. We found an address for him in New York. So we went down there. Um, I did a couple shows, and then we actually knocked on this guy's door. He happened to be home. Um, super nice guy. Signed our comics. Was a little bit. Uh, he was a little bit hesitant at first. Which I mean, looking back, we straight up stalked this guy, so I can see how he would be a little bit um, <laughs> worried about us being there. But um, super friendly. Um, signed our comics, and then uh, I mentioned the tattoo, and he put his email address in the uh, inside the 
uh, front cover of one of the comics I brought, told me to reach out to him, and I did. We went back and forth for um, a couple months, actually, and he straight up didn't didn't charge me a thing. He put together a, uh, a beautiful um, um, Sonic the Hedgehog-like mural to my exact specifications. Um, and that tattoo is actually across uh, my shoulders right now. It's only black and gray right now, but one day uh, when the money's right, we'll, I'll get it in full color. Well, it's amazing. Very you... weird obsession, but <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's something I'm oddly passionate about. <laughs> I have to agree, that's a little off it's... the beaten path, you know? It's like, I don't know too many people obsessed with Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> that's like one of those pop culture things that we all just kind of skim by. We're yeah, like, exactly. hey, that's cool, and then what's next, you know? You're like, no, 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 hold I on. <laughs> I love this Sonic character, and I'm going to get a tattoo. Ex- yeah, I think... Amazing that you hooked up with that artist, I'm, it, it was It was very cool, and I think that's part of part of like the stand-up comedy as well. It's like just this, this not wanting to to to, to fit in or uh, fit into the molds that society is creating. Is you just you're just kind of a little bit of a kid at heart. I just want to make people laugh. And in the same in the same token, I'm still obsessed with this this little video game character that brought me so much joy as a kid. So really, do you I'm play a, video games? Um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not as great with the with the newer systems. Um, yeah. But retro video games. Yeah. You put a. Uh, a regular Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, or GameCube, or Sega Genesis, Dreamcast controller in my hand, I would, uh, I, I would love, I would play that any day. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've gone into the mobile games, the right. silly games, Mini Clip Pool. I play okay. a lot of Mini Clip Pool. I don't know if you've ever seen that game. I haven't seen that one. I'll look uh, into it, though. Oh, God. Uh, you, you will hate me. <laughs> you spend like, hours on You'll download it, and you'll be like, I have been wasting so much time, I forgot to submit to the Edinburgh Festival, Jane Ogden. <laughs> but I got a real good score on this pool game. That's right, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's, it's so funny. You get coins, and it's arbitrary. It's like, great, I have 7,000 coins. Now what? Like, <laughs> right. I can buy a new virtual cue stick exactly but it, how does that translate into the real world it doesn't but at the same time i don't know well i i got a uh pool cue that's a the canadian flag and uh i i brought me three seconds of joy and then i immediately was over it and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> how long did you work to get that uh, quite quite some time but uh, but i mean uh, you know over many poops and <laughs> right <laughs> Over many, uh, I should be in. I should be asleep instead of playing this game. I like that uh, you handle your business while handling your business. That's right. Yeah, I get all my business done when I'm doing the, doing the number two. <laughs> but uh, well, you know, it's been great to talk to you, and it's funny, you know, when I <laughs> I picked up uh, Chris Quigley from the airport. I don't remember met Chris. I met Chris. Yeah. But uh, I pick him up, and like I opened for him for years, right? And then I see him at the airport, and I go to hug him. And he's just staring at me. And that's when I realized, oh, my God, like, I I remembered him more than he remembered me. And we're not all friends, but as we were talking about in part one of the interview, you know, you feel this camaraderie with comedians. But it was a funny moment when I, like, put my arms up and then immediately put them down. (laughs) And I was like, I'm an idiot. Why am I reaching for a hug? And, you know, of course, after the weekend, we, you know, give a little pat on the back or whatever. But it's, like, uh, it's funny. And it's it's pleasant getting to know uh, new comedians. And I wish you all the best. And I hope you'll come back and see us sometime. I can't wait to, Shane. Thanks Thanks for having me. Thanks.